2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record
0: at
3: Cap Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the
1: Texas
0: Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame.
1: Now, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them, because if you break the record, everybody <laughs> with you eats free. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. Good, Good morning. morning. Jake. How are you What's doing up, this morning? morning?
2: Good Saturday morning. How's it yeah, feel to have a, be back here. on this
1: Saturday? It's nice. It's uh, clear skies, calm winds. A little cool out there this morning, but it's doable. Oh, I loved nice the rain weather. yesterday. That, that yeah, brought that in a uh, nice weather this morning. Some serious nap time weather right there. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It was nasty. Keep
2: that open window and just listen to that rain.
1: I'm telling you. All right. Well, our sponsors today the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right. Weather right now. It's 49 down on the island in Galveston this morning. Winds are northwest at about right now, real light. But uh, today, sun and clouds mixed. High 58. Winds will be north-northwest 5 to 10, and then partly cloudy this evening with more clouds overnight, and then uh, a low near 50. Winds will be north 5 to 10, and then for tomorrow, things changing up. we got some more weather coming in Monday, a uh, mix of clouds and sun early, then becoming cloudy later in the day with a high of 58. East winds will be picking up to about 15 to 25 miles per hour, and then uh, looks like a pretty good shot of rain on Monday again. I I can turn the faucet off. I think we're kind of out of the drought, so to speak. Anyway, tides for today, there's two of them. These are Galveston Channel Tide Predictions. We have a low this morning at 6.13 a.m. It's a negative 0.4, and then a high this afternoon at 3.01 p.m., a 1.0. 7 14 a.m. sunrise, 5.36 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is about a third. It's 34% headed towards our next new moon. All right, looking at current conditions, Galveston Channel down there. It is 50.9 degrees with 59-degree water, and uh, wind direction is not available. It's showing a gust of one mile per hour. And uh, equal point, it's 50 degrees with 55-degree water, south-southwest at 2. And at Morgan's Point, up in the north end of the complex, it's 48 degrees with 57-degree water. East-northeast winds at 1 to 2, so winds are very light. Light to variable, different directions on through all three monitors. So uh looks like uh, ice cream conditions this morning. Could use a little breeze, though, just a little bit. Help out if you're a drift fisherman. All right, well, let's get to our phone lines. Let's uh head to the east over there, see what's up with Captain Bill Watkins at Sabine Lake this morning. Good morning, Bill. How you doing, bud?
2: Oh, life's good, brother. Life's good. Yeah,
1: it is. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, life is better than death, the inevitable.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes sometimes if, if you're <laughs> Christian, you're looking for a better life. Sometimes I think that uh, I'm not in a hurry to get there, but sometimes I think it might be better over there. <laughs> well, I hope it will As anyway. long as I go to
1: trout heaven or whitetail heaven, one or the other, or even <laughs> both, <then. laughs> Oh, Saint Peter, yeah. better open them gates up,
2: <laughs> make it right. There you him. go. Oh uh, yeah. That's, uh, hey, I think we'll uh, we'll finally get there, buddy. I uh, do believe. That's it's a fact. A, death and taxes, they say. <laughs> death and taxes is one sure thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm. Uh, I am ready to. Uh, all you listeners out there, I am ready to start the new year fishing, so uh, give me a call. I worked myself on to death in December. I, I just got covered up with work, and, and now all of a sudden nobody's calling. So.
1: Welcome <laughs> to the business. Get, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, where that's is, right. That's what, <laughs> Feast and famine. Feast and famine,
2: that's, that's right. right. y'all yeah, yeah, just go ahead and give me a call, and we'll get this thing going and uh, go catch some fish. I know I can find them, but I've taken a week off now, and it's it's been kind of nice. <laughs> Actually been kind of nice. Now you're
1: rested up but, and ready to rock and roll again, bud.
2: Yeah, and I, I, wish, that, uh, I wish that I could do a little late-season squirrel hunting. I guess I'm going to have to shoot them out of the yard here. I mean, I live out in the woods anyway, so I might have to... Uh, might have to just shoot them out from under my little feeder out there. i got some fat, fat little bushy tails. And uh, they've been eating corn and acorns all fall. And uh, I'm ready to put them in a pot. Tasty little rascals. I think, yep, I think I'll just get my little uh, my little uh, Remington 22 bolt action out and ease that rifle barrel out the north wind of the house and them <laughs> uh, it's kind of they're not like yard pets they're not like city squirrels these squirrels here in my yard are wild they they see you and they take off of course they know me all too well and uh, I'm gonna shoot them if I can if I can see them I'm gonna shoot them put them That's in a pot squirrel and rice Squirrel, I mean, you just I don't, don't, don't hear,
1: like a, hear a whole lot of uh, avid squirrel hunters anymore that are just, uh, well, I remember growing up, I mean, that was a big deal.
2: Yes, it was a major was ordeal, a deal.
1: Harassing squirrels.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, way back there when I was a kid, there was, uh, they're just, the only deer hunting was done with dogs. And um, that was a kind of a, a community affair. <laughs> everybody would get the dogs together and put them out on the deer, and everybody get on the road. I mean, they, they stood on the highway. They stood on the county road. They stood on driveways. It, it didn't make any difference. Wherever a deer would cross, they'd be there. And uh, we didn't worry much about the game warden.
1: Kind of like that uh, show on
2: uh, about
1: killing hogs, that driven show, you know, over in Germany and France, where they uh, have those oh, yeah. run those run those hogs by. Everybody's got a shooting station. <laughs> that's
2: that's kind of how we did that, and uh, it was downright dangerous. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh golly, I always questioned the 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 good sense of doing that. But,
1: Well, you turn a bullet loose, you let it fly, and you miss. You don't know where that bullet's going to end up.
2: No. I mean, they they shot down county roads, highways. It didn't make any difference at all. Of course, it wasn't near the traffic back then, but uh, wow, man. (laughs) And if if it was brown, it was down. It didn't make any difference. (laughs) We ground-checked those deer. It uh, It was kind of a... I never did care that much for it because it was uh, exciting, yeah. But uh, I found out that uh, I could kill them without dogs, and that that's. Uh,
1: well, hunting in East Texas, you know, and all up through there where they used to run all those deer, it's really come back. It. Uh, I know my brother's place up there in Woodville. It got to where you know with all that dog running stuff, he didn't have hardly any deer left at all. And uh no. made a big rebound once they stopped it. Oh, yeah. There's still some outlaw deer running going on, you know. You hear about it oh, sporadically. Yeah. Some guys just and
2: they do it over in play. Louisiana.
1: Oh, yeah. They right
2: actually have a season over there.
1: I think she anything's legal window. in Louisiana.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <You> yeah.
1: <know? laughs> Let's get them.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because shoot them all but yeah that's uh that was an interesting way to hunt back in those days yes i just never did care for it that much i, I never did it, it i leave. heard
1: all about it i knew guys who did it but I didn't, it wasn't my cup of tea well yeah and but that that was basically that. meat hunting you know for meat only
2: oh yeah yeah, if somebody killed a big buck, that was uh, a big deal, you know. Bonus they, buck, yeah, yeah. But most of the most of the deer that were killed were does and little deer, and, you know. Right. But it didn't matter. I mean, they they used shotguns and buckshot. That was that was the preferred way to shoot. Uh, was twelve gauge. Double off buck. That was double off buck. And uh, everybody bragged about how far their shotgun was sling buckshot. Uh, yeah. I've heard about 97-yard shots and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: well, I've seen that it was, on geese with number four buck that far. Yeah. That's when you could shoot lead.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could pull them down. Especially Back in, with the, in the day, everybody, everybody always down. had,
1: you know, 10 or 12 Number four buckshots in their shell bag in a duck blind, just in case them high flyers came by, they'd they'd show them how fly they how high they couldn't fly, and <laughs> they'd put them on the ground, man.
2: I think uh, I think some people still do that. <laughs>
1: well, hope they don't um, get caught because it ain't pretty.
2: No, it ain't pretty.
1: You go to messing up with federal migratory game birds. That's uh. That's serious business, everybody. They don't.
2: They don't play with. it. Yes, that. it is. No heads don't no, no. play. No, you don't want to get crossways with those guys. No,
1: not at all. Well, I guess uh, you know the way the year ended. You know, with good numbers of fish. We just need them to grow up, but uh, the you know, two thousand twenty-four is. Future's looking brighter anyway for everybody.
2: Yeah. And I just hope we have another good salty year.
1: Yeah, that I would be nice. Doesn't... They can go ahead and turn the rain plug off and put a stopper in it because uh, I'm saturated. We all are over yeah. this way. I'm sure you're getting that way too.
2: Oh, yeah, we're saturated. My yard was, uh, it was actually running out of my yard yesterday. Yes. There was water everywhere out there. We've got about two inches of rain and two and a quarter. That's and it right. was standing everywhere out there in my pasture, which was unusual. I mean, you know, at first it was uh, we'd get a one-inch or two-inch rain, and it would just go right in the ground. Now it's wet out there. It, right. It's uh, runoff, so I'm expecting my fish to move just a little bit. Uh, I think... A lot of uh, a lot of my fish have uh, have moved out into the lake a little bit, mm-hmm. or at least down the channels. Some right. And we've got we have actually got trout in every tributary. Right. I mean, and redfish too. It's it's pretty interesting fishing right now. Got to slow down a little bit. Uh, one of my folks uh, went fishing. Uh, I think it was uh, Friday or Saturday. Yeah, maybe Saturday. And uh, they uh, they found some. Oh, it was Sunday. I took that back. It was Sunday right before that little cool spell came in. And uh, they uh, they caught some trout. They caught them in ten foot of water to twelve foot of water. He said they never moved up on the flats nearby. They had to cast into the deeper water to catch them. And uh, so that's, I I figured that was, uh, he said water temperature that day was 53 degrees. That's pretty chilly. I think maybe either that or maybe there was a little fresh water or something. But he said water was still dark and clear. Yeah. So that's, uh, and he caught some nice trout, 17 to 19 inch trout. Mm -hmm. Not that many of them, but he didn't catch all those piles of thirteen inches. So they're somewhere else. I don't know where they've gone to. So well
1: we've got another another system coming in Monday with a pretty good chance of rain. Eighty yeah. percent is what they're calling right now. And south winds at thirty then the next day Tuesday. North winds at northwest winds at thirty with a low of thirty six Tuesday night. So it's uh, here's January. Let me knock this break out, Bill. I'll come right back at you, buddy. Hang on a second. All right. right, You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back.
3: Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 418 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go back and talk some more with Captain Bill Watkins. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend. I'm here with you. All right, we were catching them, uh, 10 to 12
2: feet of water. Yeah, that's what he was, uh. Not on the flats yet. Nope. That particular day, and, uh, I fished, let's see, I fished Saturday the 31st. was the last day I fished, and, uh. There were some fish up on the flats, but it was I uh, had to wait till the sun come up right. before they moved up. And we started picking off maybe two or three fish off each point. Right. Um anything that was out in the current, any kind of point on the river, anywhere, you could pick up two or three good fish and it was probably around eleven o'clock before those mm-hmm. fish moved up. Falling tide, good current coming up over the points, and water was fairly clear. You could see down about three feet, and those fish would be up in two to three foot of water Right on those points. It's amazing, and they'd, they'd all be good ones. There wouldn't be dinky fish up there. Mm-hmm. If you throw it out in the river in 25 feet, you might catch a, you know, an 11 to 13-inch fish. Yeah. And that was all that was out there. And if you throw up on those points, that bright sun shining down, that was a, that was a pretty day. But it warmed up. I think I think those fish actually move up there, even if the water temperature remains pretty stable during the middle of the day. Those fish will still come up there because they actually feel that sun. The sun actually warms them up.
1: Right, plus shallow water, shallow, soft bottom water, you know, will warm up faster. And those fish yeah. react to it. It don't have to be but, but a
2: degree or two, and uh, they no. react to it. No, I mean, I've seen many days that the water temperature would stay pretty stable. you got, you know, pretty good current coming down the rivers or battle, whatever. And uh, those fish, will, when the sun penetrates the water, you get around 10 o'clock. That's when they start kind of doing what they do. And uh, they'll move up on those flats, and uh, they've, they've come out of the deep water, but they're moving up there to feed. And water temperature might stay uh, exactly the same as it was. It might come up a half a degree. I kind of watch that. I've, yeah. I've noticed it over the years, that, and I don't think it's actually the water that warms up. It's actually just the sunshine penetration that actually warms that fish up. He's cold-blooded. Yeah, if that so water's he's, clean and
1: clear, they'll get that shallow water and, and get that sun like a chameleon, just like a lizard yep. laying
2: on the fence post. That's exactly what, what they do. And uh, the, the bigger fish are able to handle that cold water a little bit better than the little ones. I think those little ones just kind of stay down in the water column and just kind of hang out, you know, they might even get difficult to catch. But those better ones, you know, you get a fish that's, you know, 14, 15, 16 inches. And, you know, the bigger they are, it seems like the, the more they can move around in there. They, mm. They're just tougher. They can handle it. And plus, you, you've got those that will start eating those finger mullet now. And, uh, that's going to happen. So I'm, yeah. I'm getting ready for my hard bait bite. We talked about that last time.
1: Yeah, they'll get on that uh, on that hard bait, you know, with that finger mullet pattern. They go to feeding on that a lot and that's when that's when your hard baits come into play really good. You get some good positive strikes and catch some good fish on them, man.
2: Yeah, what what little crabs and shrimp and so forth are, are still out there kind of buried up in the mud. Right. They they don't move much when it gets cold. But those little finger things that, that might be all that they've got to eat down there some days. And, we uh, used to look forward
1: uh, to this kind of stuff. you get a blistering northern end and cool that water way down. I remember one time, James and I, we all went over to Calcasieu for a couple of days, and we went in behind a really strong cold front. But it warmed up quick behind there. We got a southern, southerly floor, flow real quick with warmer nights. And uh, yep. those water temps were thirty nine, forty, forty one degrees and on some of those flats we were wading over there. But you had an outgoing tide where a little bit warmer water in the in the marsh, due to the warmer yep. temperatures, would come out with that tide. Oh my goodness! You couldn't get a little <laughs> back. I mean, and you couldn't you couldn't work it fast enough to take it away from them. So just I just they're just. Uh, I mean they they were in anywhere from a foot to three foot of water. Big girls. Isn't
2: that, isn't that crazy? It is. That's yeah. That's and that
1: uh, water burned your legs through your waders. Even with all the good gear we have, it was cold waiting in that water.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a little tough on the old man now. I I, I don't really care. Well, to get in the water that
1: when much. you're running about six to eight pounds, you'll warm up real quick, Bill. <laughs>
2: You It'll make you get warm, wouldn't it? I'm telling you brother. <laughs> oh yeah. Well I'll tell you what, that's uh that's some fine fishing. Yeah, it is. Hey they're still doing it down in the Mid Coast down there down south. I'll get picked get some pictures from friends that uh, catch those fish. That's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it's a whole you look different on environment one
1: down there. whole different weather pattern down there. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. You know, where else in Texas do you have to bundle up in the mornings to make your morning deer hunt and then uh, you're just in uh, T-shirts in the afternoon? You know, there was one morning, <laughs> I think it was... We'd had a couple of 39 degree mornings, and then the warmer morning was 43. It had a little fog with it, and that afternoon it was 83 degrees.
2: <laughs> That's just yeah, crazy. that is crazy. But down there, it's uh, well, heck, it happens up here once in a while. Right, we'll get up into the 70s pretty often, but here lately, it's been below average. Yeah, most days. But uh you catch it you catch that sunshine just right and wind slow down and turn around out of the south and it'll warm right back up. Right. And uh now pretty soon here we'll be fishing that south shore line. Mm-hmm. Uh that's the east shore line and the south shore line. We'll be fishing that I mean it's it's that time of year. There'll be yeah. There'll be redfish buried up on those mud flats Boy, be they big trout out there. Golly. Oh yeah, yeah. And all of that all of that's gonna come into play and it will amaze you how shallow those fish will be. It really will. They'll get right on the so, bank. Yeah. Crazy. Even after a hard blowdown. Yeah. As soon as that south wind comes or east wind where it Start pushing tide back up and you know, catch a, a good outgoing tide or, or even an incoming it just depends on which way the water is the best if your water is clear in the marsh and salty and it warms up fast that that'll be the tide to fish on when it's falling and if it's if it's good and clear out in the lake and it starts pushing in get ready they're coming to the bank Especially up during the middle of the day. That's some. I, I'm getting turned on just talking about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> well, it doesn't take much for us <laughs> to no.
1: up. You know, we used to okay, no. be in these hard northers in the wintertime. We'd either, well, uh, it just depending on where the bigger fish were, whether you wanted to fish Trinity or go over to East Bay and fish that north shoreline over there, but you'd get to a good blistering northern end. And then you'd come back with that real calm, high-pressure day, and naturally your water levels are low, tides are out. But you'd hit those flats, and uh, you'd get that afternoon, a little bit of midday, a little bit of incoming tide, moving a little water up on those flats, and those, those trout would come in there to sun like we were talking about, and you could side-cast to them in that shallow, clear water.
2: Oh, Big yeah. old, long, wow. black
1: logs laying in there, you could see them oh <laughs> uh, that uh that'll get you going
2: it's funny how those trout turn dark sometimes
1: well they'll get just just black as aces spades they get real dark that,
2: that's just that's amazing and they yeah, evidently are able to do that color change real quick
1: yeah they're like chameleons, and uh, you know you, you'll you catch them in dirty water and they're all pale looking but you catch them in that real clear water or that uh, tannic water like you have over there and they're a whole different color
2: yeah And I remember the first time I ever saw one that was dark like that he was laying by a great big piece of concrete yeah. in the water and I, I kept looking and I said what in the world is that thing and the water was green I mean it was really pretty Right off the ship channel. Uh-huh. I'm looking at that fish, and I'm what in the world is that? What kind of fish is that? Too dark. I flipped up jig up there and popped it past his nose. It was a five pound trout. And that thing inhaled that lure, and I thought, well, whatever it is, I've got it on. And to my surprise, when I pulled it up to the boat, it was a big old trout.
1: He was an ambush oh. mode, man. He changed colors just to ambush bait when he came by so they don't see him and, yeah. and move away. That's what those trout would do in the back of Trinity. We'd have it real dark, felty turtle grass on the bottom back there. And uh, those trout, that water, you know, return air clear behind these fronts, and those trout would just get real black, and they could lay on the bottom. You couldn't see them unless you moved them. They'd make a little mud puff with their tail. And yeah. Uh, You'd throw and throw at them, and, uh, you know, naturally the sun would be out with that high pressure and clear sky. They could see you real easy, and we we ended up having to, especially the ones real shallow, we'd have to get down on our knees and throw at them, you know, lower your profile so they couldn't see you with that sunlight. And uh,
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, man, we caught some toads doing that.
2: That's just a uh, trout are fascinating critters.
1: I like fishing and, uh, for them, I can tell you that. I oh, kept me alive all nice. these years. Yeah, yeah. It
2: was a. You don't get rich doing what we do, but you sure can have. No, but you sure but have a good time. You
1: got that right. <laughs>
2: yeah, if that don't get your adrenaline pumping, you need to just be playing golf or something like that. That's you it.
1: Know? Well, you got to love what we do to do it. I mean, if you're not into it, I mean. You work a few years and go, man, I'm just in a mud hole spinning my wheels. I got to move on. Yeah. If you're really ambitious and want to be a gazillionaire, better move on. But if you just yeah, like making a living, paying your bills, and uh, surviving and catching a lot of big fish, hey, I'm your guy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> that's it, that's the way we roll. Well, you never miss what you never had anyway. Might as well enjoy your time.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yes, sir. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm not a millionaire son, so. That's right, dad, like the song. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My dad hauled me around fishing and hunting all my growing up years, and uh, we just kind of learned it together. You know, that was uh, was a special time during my life. I'm really fortunate to have had a dad that wanted to. uh, He wasn't as fanatical at it as I was because he had to make a living. Right. Uh, Well, that makes a difference. But uh, it's. Yeah, my dad just
1: wasn't into the hunting thing. He'd take us, you know, we'd go hunting, but he wasn't into it. You know, after fighting in yeah. two wars and all that, but uh, fishing now he was real adamant and passionate about that. He took his trout yeah. fishing serious.
2: Yeah, we we did it all. We we freshwater fish, and, you know bass and crappie and mm. catfish. And I grew up on the river bank with a bunch of crazy uncles that uh, you <laughs> know they'd run trout lines all night long. And, right. They had, they had some opinions about things, and some of them were wrong, but <laughs> we did it nevertheless. Oh, yeah. How many times uh, do you yeah. hear all the
1: old-timers back in the day when we were growing up and said, man, it's getting where a man can't hunt and fish anymore? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. They say that all the right. time. All the time. There's too and many laws, me. too many rules, too many regs.
2: Oh, too many boy. rigs, and that's it you can they'd say you cannot you cannot duck hunt without violating the law. There's no way you're gonna violate something, so you know, and a lot of them just quit duck hunting because uh yeah it was it was just too complicated. They <laughs> said the heck with those ducks that's
1: well, the way offshore fishing's getting
2: oh it, oh my goodness.
1: And just hang on, it's coming to a bay near you. And sure it's going to turn out being the same way, you watch.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I think this new proposal they're thinking about with a three-fish limit is a little severe. <laughs> I mean, five, how are how you going to make a massive trout out of less than five fish? I mean, good grief. Well,
1: they're, uh, they're going by the public's input. Most of the JQ public want it that way. That's that's the reason for this. I don't
2: understand. I don't understand that. I don't. I don't quite get it. Um, if it, if they won't turn it into a catch and release fish, fishery, why not just turn it into a catch and release fishery and get it over with? You know, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. But
1: well, it's just there's so much pressure on these fish these days, and. Uh, a lot more are ending up in people's freezers than back in the water by their surveys and statistics and all that. And uh, I, I would have, I would have been better off. I would have said, "Hey, just shut it down for two years, catch and release only, yeah, that and then go back to what we had once it once it totally recovers." You talk about a quick rebound. You know, Florida's it done would.
2: that, especially
1: yeah. after freezes and. Events over there, you know, with snook and everything else, just totally shut it down. And then uh, a year or two later, bring it back, and then, man, there's fish everywhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that could
1: work. But I don't
2: know. But instead of doing that, they
1: want to penalize penalize us minimum. Let you keep something. I don't know. (laughs) That's what they're paid to do. They're the managers of the fishery. They're supposed to know better than us. So
2: Yeah, but I don't think they do. <laughs> I really don't. No, there's a, there's dumb. a
1: you know, we're on the water a whole lot more. And we see what's going on and how things are going out there, and you can tell, you know when it's when something's wrong and when something's right. And they just go yeah. by, you know, their surveys and how things are going, and then determine, you know, what they're going to go and do from there. So. Yeah.
2: They go by the data that they've got, and they do a good job on that. I mean, but um, sometimes I think they get uh, yeah. they get kind of, uh, they can't see the forest for the trees sometimes. But, hey, overall, I'd, I'd say that uh, our, our Texas Parks and Wildlife guys, the biologists and stuff, they know what they're doing. They, yeah. And uh, it's interesting when you sit down and talk to them, uh, how how you see what they see from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're uh, if they're having trouble finding uh, finding trout in their creel surveys or their net surveys, and you're still catching them, you know, right. but. But they're, uh, they're looking at the big picture. They're, they're they are. Ultimative. They're looking at the overall yeah.
1: picture and different, uh, you know, abundance of different age classes of fish. Right now we're, we've got an abundance of uh, one- to three-year-old fish, and they're wanting to yes, get four-, five-, six-, seven-year-old fish. So, yeah. All right, Bill, I'm out of time, buddy. If somebody okay, wants to uh, get you off the couch and back out on the water, give them a number so they can <laughs> give you a call, man.
2: 409
1: 673 9211. That'll get you there, buddy. Or com. All right, Bill. Well, you have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Take care, buddy. All right, buddy. See Bye-bye. you, man. All right. That's Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. You know, the Belleville meat market, what a great place to shop for all your great A cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. Not to mention their excellent processing facility. Nothing like it. And the Belleville processes year round. And, uh, Check out all their great uh, things on their menu over there, you know, like their different blends of pecan smoked sausage and their uh, pecan smoked barbecue. That's served Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And wild game processing, try out their new Vinny dogs and hog dogs they're making. I heard they're really excellent. I'm going to find out once I get my deer back. They have homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. That way you can bring something home from your hunt, the entire family can enjoy all year long. Their processing facilities open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. The Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name.
2: Sports Radio 610 presents
3: The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
2: The are all closed. It's four in the morning.
1: I must have shut up. Good morning, welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. It's 441 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go check in with the fish dude this morning, Mr. Richard Todd, see where he's at. You back home, or are you still at Rayburn, Richard?
3: I'm still over here at Rayburn. Still over here.
1: Can't walk away.
3: No, I can't do it. Yesterday, yesterday it rained, but it's over here. <laughs> it's like good night. Finally got out there about 1 o'clock and went fishing for a little bit, but but man, it's it stayed it stayed miserable yesterday. So, figure I'd get out here today and see what I was going on anyway. There today in the morning, and then go go to the house either tomorrow evening or probably tomorrow evening because that wind's supposed to blow like heck Monday. So, didn't feel like I wanted to fight it. And so,
1: yeah, south get, at thirty and eighty uh, percent chance of rain Monday. So
3: yeah yeah so there ain't no ain't no sense in fighting all that over here. i guess everybody can get
1: I, ready for that national championship here in houston monday well oh, it's gonna be some nasty nasty weather to bring all the out-of-towners in here learn about
3: houston I, traffic that ought to be fun. i guarantee you they'll figure it out real quick won't they <laughs> <Not> <laughs> there ain't no, doubt. no i heard that but i tell you what that's I'm about ready to get back on Conrad. I'm getting want to go see what them hybrids are doing still. I know they still got to be doing good because that water temperature keeps falling every sure. day over here. Every day over here, that temperature is dropping, dropping on the on the water. So it was 55 yesterday, and it's been running 56 57. So so it's uh, as that water temperature drops, those dying hybrids still they love it. So that's one of the things I I'm ready to see see how they. How they're doing? Because I know them rascals. They're still doing pretty good. The ones I've been catching have been so dang big. You know, it's it's. I just I love those big ones. I mean, I, I think the last trip I did, we had, we, our legal limit was thirty. We kept twenty eight, threw one short one back. So, it was we was pushing it. We got we got real dang close anyway. Then one before that, we had twenty seven of them out of thirty that we could have kept. So. So it's, uh, and then dang largemouth, them dang largemouth are out there chasing them schools of uh, uh, shad, too. There's one of them we had, I bet we probably had close to eight or ten largemouth out there in those mixed in with those hybrids all in those shad and everything. And then the next one, we only had two or three. But, you know, there's some, you know, they're not no giants, but they're two and a half, three pound fish out there, you know, mm-hmm. hanging around in that. 30 foot of water like that you know suspended, just chasing shad and it's you know it's one of those things where i get out there and i say okay i know i can catch them when i go out there intentionally looking for them and i can't do it i just get out there looking for them them largemouth that are that are mixed in there eating those shad and end up catching more hybrids than largemouth but, but i'm still gonna keep trying as long as i know they're out there chasing them i'm gonna, I'm gonna be after them i don't hills trying to get them rascals caught because, you know when you when you can pick them off out there in those schools of shad like that, it's it's fun just knowing you can do it because you sure. ca- you got to control your depth, you know on your baits and everything and make sure it hangs out right there in front of them and all that good stuff. So, you know that's one of the one of the hardest things is that open water fishing because you're not fishing any structure other than shad. That's it. I mean it's yeah. chase, chasing bait balls around so it gets it gets tough but it's fun when it whatever you do it's, it's real rewarding when you when you do it because you, you know you're sitting there looking at a big group of shad and then all of a sudden you see some fish ganged up around it and you're trying to catch them so no no timber no no bottom structure no nothing you're you're just wide open water and you know, that's it's that's mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's just a hoot whenever you get it figured out. Then them dang old catfish—I mean, good night. Them rascals are—they're just getting thick. I mean, them songuns are getting thick as they can get right now. They're eating like crazy. That's that time of year, yeah. man. It's—I uh, know it—and and better
1: quality fish this time of year too.
3: It is. I mean, really is on all the way around. I mean, that's that's one of the things is you know as the water temperature cools down, they start feeding up and feeding up and getting you know getting ready for the spawn for the most part because like like those hybrids they're the majority of them are they're all chock full of eggs and everything and and uh yeah for the yeah, spawn <laughs> <laughs> you're right that's it you know i mean that's the thing and it's you know so many people think well they're they're sterile and stuff like that so they don't do anything well they still do exactly the same things they they're not not necessarily sterile. They well, the fema- do. You know, the, the
1: females can produce <laughs> eggs, but the males can't fertilize them. Right? Is that the way that works? Cor-
3: correct. That's correct. Yeah. You know, the the thing is, in order to get a true hybrid or a palmetto bass is what they're called. Other than the, you got two different types: the palmetto and the sunshine bass. For the palmetto, which is what we primarily have, you got the uh, female striped bass that's crossed with the male white bass. So, in yeah. order for in order for those eggs to be fertilized, a male white bass has to fertilize the eggs of those, those hybrids that are out there laying them. Now, they can do it. I'm not going to say they do, but they can do that. You know, because right. I'll, catch, I'll catch white bass mixed in with the hybrids occasionally. Now, with mm. the sunshine bass, it's just opposite. You've got the female uh, white bass with the male uh, striped bass fertilizing those eggs that's the differences between the sunshine and the palmetto and i think we've discussed it before you know i talked with parks and wildlife about that and they're they're changing over to where they're going to be the majority of them are going to be sunshine bass because of the mortality rate whenever they uh, whenever they're raising them because the mortality rate i don't know the exact numbers is greater on the palmetto bass than it is on the sunshine bass gotcha. and it's just and it's just reversed whenever they Whenever they're producing them, so you know, like like I say, it's a instead of having the uh, female striped bass, they're using the female white bass and fertilizing the eggs with the male striped bass. So, and, and they say it produces the same fish. It's just you know a different process, and that's that's fine that right. with me. The more the merrier for me. I love it. Sure, I love catching them big rascals. I mean, that's when when you're playing tug of war with them things, they're serious they're about it. Little
1: duck trucks, man.
3: I guarantee you they are. They'll jerk a rod out of your hand in a minute.
1: Sure will.
3: And I, I guarantee you they will. I've got a couple of them swimming around down there. So <laughs> that's. <laughs> I mean, them they're a lake. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's a couple of them down there. With some with some of them big old white rods with them Revo reels hanging on.
1: Well, <laughs> our old buddy uh, Tommy Alexander, he's uh, fishing a tournament on Conroe this morning. So I wish
3: him luck. Yeah, I was, I was some. Oh, they got that, that, I know that weekend series in Conroe bass has started right. up. I'll tell you what, it's, I had some guys calling me, asking me about about where I thought those fish would be, and I just kind of tell them what I'm finding over here, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and it should be about the same over there, you know, anything, any, you know, some people are finding them out there deep, you know, and that's, that's fine, so, uh, the majority of those fish over there ought to be anywhere from 6 to 12 feet deep is where they ought to be as far as the largemouth are concerned. Right. But, it, you know, then it also depends on the water, how much water y'all, y'all got over there yesterday. Like over here they were calling for a quarter of an inch, and I think they got an inch and a half. So Yeah,
1: most yeah. everywhere got an inch and a half, two, maybe three inches in some areas. But uh,
3: it can stop Yeah, I
1: noticed uh, Raven's still, what, about four and a half feet low?
3: Oh, it's still it's still right there at seven. I mean, it's, oh, it's that it's, low. It's seven feet low. Oh, I thought I mean, it'd
1: come up a little bit.
3: Huh. It may have, but I tell you what, I can't tell it. Yeah, I got I, you. I can't tell at all because I've been I've been running some of these these. Uh, see, I got one of those boat lane ships that Lance Vic puts out, and I've been I got all to him. And I told him there's you know there's a couple of places around here that it's real tight, and he mm. said, yeah, with that water low, you better be careful, and it's. You know, it's still hanging out low. So and like yesterday I ran into one one little old cut and I was running that, that lane and I, I knew I was gonna shut it down early because that timber's too thick in this one area I was in and right. uh around Buck Bay and stuff. So I got, got in there and shut it down and as soon as I shut shut down I rolled off like three stumps. So it's it's you. like uh huh. So it's 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 still down pretty dang good. So oh, yeah. and I think they're I think they're keeping it down over here because they were doing something at the dam. I'm not sure exactly what I they're doing. I
1: knew they had some work they had to do there, so I, that makes sense. All right, buddy. Yeah. I got a roll, man. Well, good luck to you. I hope you found what you're looking for over there, my friend.
3: All right, Mickey. Well, anyone can get in touch with me at 936 661 7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Two Guide service. You can email me at admin at fish 2 com or just check out the webpage, fish2tx.com.
1: com. right, Richard. See you, man. I'll talk to you next week. Be careful, buddy.
3: Yes. Y'all have fun.
1: We're going to do it. All right, man. All right, well, let's run down to Matagorda now. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Charlie Paradosky. Charlie P., good morning. How are you, bud?
0: Morning, Mickey. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. I'm here. I made it.
0: Yep. We made it another day, didn't we?
1: Yeah, made another year. Hey, let's roll. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: No, I'm laying low. I don't have anything going.
1: Um, well, you all got a tournament over there this weekend, that uh, Trout Master Series or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. They do.
1: They're there this weekend. Yeah,
0: yeah at least they got some good weather for it. And um, uh, I see that pressure's, you know, down too. Uh, so they might catch some fish today. They might. Uh, I, uh, yeah. They just might. Yeah, they might. I think they will. I did fish uh, Thursday, Mickey, and uh, uh, and we got on some good fish out there drifting before that wind blew us off the bay. But uh, we released a couple of 24, 25s, and good. and uh, and caught some other good fish. But uh, you know, we got about two drifts out of it, and then that wind just started howling. So. Then we had to go to the river, and the river stained. And uh, after all this rain they got yesterday, and I'm sure it's really going to be freshened up. Right. Uh, uh, that'll be done for a while. We went to the river, didn't catch anything. And uh, I would have thought with, uh, you know, those fish usually know when, when there's something changing. They should have been eating in, that, in the river Thursday, and they weren't. It's actually been pretty slow in the river even though the people with the lights hadn't been doing it real well. So uh, you trying to keep up that, with the changes. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll see what happens. If we only knew,
1: you know, just uh you'd think we would after all these years, but I sometimes the fish win and sometimes they don't. <laughs> yeah. It's a game we
0: play, buddy. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> but, but I'm sure somebody will catch a, catch a good one today. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, oh, that's, uh, put all those good fishermen on the water like that. And, somebody's and going to some get them. Always. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Somebody's, somebody's always on. going to step into them. Yep. Sure will. <laughs> and then they might can do it drifting out there, too. Very true, especially uh, yeah. behind this front like this.
1: You know, we didn't get that blow with this uh, out of the north like they were calling for. You know, they were calling for a big-time northwest, but that barometer's still down in the 2980s this morning. Yeah. We don't have that real high, you know, above 30-inch barometer this morning, so they may get a good bite going. I think they will. I think they will. Well, you saw where Brantley uh, is retiring, Uncle Mike. Yeah.
0: He was a good one. Hate to see him go.
1: I know. I'd like to got one more good year out of
0: him. I sure like him. Yep. He's a good one yeah. to have sitting on the bench when you when you need a need a hit. Yes. You Without know. a doubt. Uh, they. Uh, doesn't look like they're wanting to change any much of their roster this year. I don't see them doing bringing anybody else in hardly. So I guess we'll have the same team.
1: And we'll see. Now we got plenty of time. I'm sure they got they got a lot of irons in the fire.
0: Yeah. Them Dodgers, my God.
1: They, they got get over them. a billion,
0: billion dollars
1: tied up in two players. Can you believe that? Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: And They saw what happened to the Mets and the Yankees last year with all that money they had tied up. Didn't
0: work out yeah. for them. Sure didn't. Glad of that, too. <laughs> Play some Oakland A money ball.
1: Yeah, buddy. I love that movie. Yeah, that was a good a Baseball one. movie. Yeah, it was. Good one. Moneyball. Yep. That's what yes, it's all sir. about these days. Money, money, money. That's it. Well, maybe it'll be coming to the fishing community before too long. Big money. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't hold your breath.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: yeah now it's uh it's January. We just gotta play our cards between fronts, and it's still you know been a mild winter as far as I'm concerned, oh yeah, kind of like they they were calling for a cold one, but uh it hadn't got here yet, and hope it don't yeah, they've been wrong all year long, yeah that big hurricane season we were supposed to have, we never got.
0: Yeah, they're predicting a big one for next year. Oh, yeah. They're Duba good Bland. at predicting. They're well, good is, at predicting. That's
1: what it is. It's a prediction. Yeah. <laughs> and a forecast. Right. an etched in stone. Hopefully they're wrong Educated again. guess. That's
0: educated all it guess. Is. Yep. Oh, well. Well, we'll, well see Charlie? what happens, Mickey. Yes, sir. Somebody
1: wants to come over and fish Matagorda with you. It's fixing to be that time of year. and uh, I used to love bringing Trout Masters over there in February. Man, we caught some toads over there this time of year on the end of February. Some pretty yeah, good we fish. did. All right, buddy. We'll throw them out a number. Somebody wants to call you back, coming over and fishing with you.
0: Cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, buddy. Well, you have a good weekend, Charlie. I'll talk to you next week. Take care, Mickey
1: later man all right that's captain charlie paradoski and matagorda it's time for our top of the hour break you're listening to the outdoor show here at sports radio 610
2: we'll be right back this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds